feel free to like like put a, like a sick beat drop on this <laughs> and use it as like your intro. Welcome back to the Same Death Podcast. Uh, we have a jam-packed episode. We're going to be talking about uh, the Apple Vision Pro augmented reality headset. We're going to be talking about Simon Williamson uh, in the on the wrong side of news. Maybe mama drama. Aliens, extraterrestrial life. And we're going to be talking about men's fashion trends that we're buying, selling, and holding for summer. 2023. Um, so, I guess we can start with Apple. Apple this week unveiled their anticipated augmented reality headset. It's essentially like a pair of ski goggles that goes over your head. It has to be plugged in. So, it's basically just meant to be worn in your house, <laughs> even just like while you're sitting down. Uh, and it's not really VR, where like you're immersed in this new like metaverse style world. It's augmented reality, so you see what's in your home, but you can like make a dancing banana appear in front of your your. Uh, that is the primary use case for the vision, right? Yeah. In front of your dining room table, or you know, you could. Uh, I don't know. You could watch Dan doing the chicken dance on your credenza, etc. So $3,500. Say that one more time. 30, sorry, $34.99. $34.99. And not um, $34.99, like $3,499. That is correct. Okay, for In 99 okay. cents, I think. In 99 cents, okay. Maybe not. Uh, so, Dan, did you, I assume you watched the video of it's it's like launch video. What were your thoughts? I sure did watch it, Ben. Uh, let's start with the nice things, because I feel like we always rip on things on this podcast. Let's start with some things that I think are kind of neat. Okay, now let's get to the negative pieces. Um, <laughs> really? Okay. I mean, okay, okay here's, here's the deal. I The only positive thing I... Okay, I'm not bought in on AR yet, especially not the ones where I'm strapped into a machine that's going to weigh three pounds on my face. <laughs> okay. okay, this is everything that Google Glass tried to be. Mm -hmm. And we saw how well that worked. Uh-huh. You, um, you think VR is more promising than AR? Oh, I never said that. Don't get don't get it twisted. <laughs> okay. Don't don't Dan's you dare get it twisted. It's in, in Zuck's metaverse, dude. Horizon no. world. Yeah, yeah. It's big in Horizon worlds. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm level fifty five in Horizon worlds already. Like, Yo, I'm, bro, I may not be cool in the real world, but like in this virtual world, I got um, riches. <laughs> exactly. I'm built different. I got mad real estate in the metaverse. I don't know. Like, I I like that it is not a fully closed off headset and like it'll like make your eyes visible if people come into view it's like i like that it's dynamic in that way it's funny to me that that was like one of their selling points like you can see people's eyes <laughs> you are not completely glossed over into the world <laughs> of the internet <laughs> Yeah, that's probably really terrifying. Like when <laughs> when someone walks up to you, the the glass goes clear and they can see your eyes rolled back into your skull and you're drooling out of your mouth as you enter the world of Apple. 
I don't want people to see me, you know, smiling, my eyes fully wide while I'm watching a beheading video. Like, I don't want people to see me in that element. Yeah, I heard LiveLeak is going to get the first app on the Vision Pro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just, like, don't see – like, I get why people might think it's kind of cool, but I think practically it's just not they, – it's just not going to cut it. <laughs> Like, what is the real practical application? Like, maybe, like, 3D design. Like, that might be the place where I see, yeah, this could really be cool and helpful. Period. <laughs> yeah, <Right>. because... <laughs> period. Yeah, because that what Like, one of their biggest selling points was that you can use it, like, in work. And so uh, you can, like, show your presentation in your home. It, none of it made really any sense. Do you miss the anxious walking you do when giving a live presentation in the office? Right. If so, the Apple Vision Pro is there. Yeah, it's like the, the, this person in the video is like giving a presentation to people on Zoom in their bedroom. So like what you want like the board of directors to see like your unfolded laundry? Is that a Naruto poster in the back? <laughs> Uh, uh yeah so you know what work from home was missing crippling social anxiety <laughs> dude for real for real so i guess that's better than what i've seen in some commentary which is that this is like dystopian we should all be terrified we're like on our way to be being like wally just sitting in front of screens, in front of our face, just sitting on our asses, getting fat, floating around a spaceship all day. I think that's that's... what they said about the N64. They've been saying this for 50 years. (laughs) And that's exactly my point. I think this is going to be just like another video game console. Like people will use it to augment their lives, but not replace real life interactions. Like we saw, during the pand- after we came out of the pandemic, <clears throat> that people were itching for real life human contact. You know, people crave real life experiences. So they're not gonna wanna just sit in their house all day and consume content. Like people are already doing that and they're depressed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And it's not like they're bringing like any super crazy new apps out. It's literally just utilizing the Mac OS in a different way, essentially. <laughs> Like you can only look at Safari in so many different angles. Like, whoa, <laughs> Safari in my living room. Like, yeah. Like I like Excel, but like I don't care if it's in my bathroom. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, this pivot table looks different in 3D. Like, if <laughs> until they make that thing waterproof and I can go underwater and make a spreadsheet, I don't care. <laughs> I yeah. don't care at all. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's. It, it, I don't know. Part of it just feels kind of gimmicky to me. Like people are like, no, 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 this is going to be the one that actually takes hold. But like, I put this on par with the technology of being in a car and spinning your finger in a circle to change the <laughs> volume of the radio. I've seen one even worse than that. <clears throat> My girlfriend's dad has like one of the newer BMWs, and um, he there's like a motion sensor where the like uh, the control board is. There's a motion sensor. So if you flick your hand up or down, it like turns the volume up or down. And if you move it side to side, it'll like change, change the where the like, it's so 
goofy. You're just like driving by and you look at someone who's just flapping their wrist. Oh, how'd you uh, sprain your wrist? Oh, uh, ice spice came on and I was trying to up the volume faster, but. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> I guess like admittedly I'm a bit of an Apple fanboy, so I feel like whenever Apple bets on something, they know it's going to be good and like their version of whatever they do is almost always the best product. That's true. They The Apple pen did change the, the writing game. Okay, all styluses suck, though, in their defense. The Apple Pen does look better than every stylus I've seen. Anyway, so I feel like if they, they're they betting on this, either they've completely lost the plot and Steve Jobs is rolling over in his grave, or they've cracked the fucking code. And this is the future, baby! You know... I hope so for their sake. No, actually, no, I don't. What do they have to lose? I don't care. Uh, but I, I mean, know. honestly, it's, it's better than like, meta doing their thing. Oh, it's infinitely better than like the meta or anything like that. Like, I think it could, like, it's something that I'd want to try once. Yeah, for sure. But after that, I don't necessarily get the appeal. <laughs> but this could just be old man yells at cloud kind of deal. Like, it's going to be 2020, 2030, and we're going to be recording these podcasts on our Apple Visions headsets and all, and we're still going to be at 30 listeners. Yeah, and, there's, and it's still going to cost $3,500 to buy one of those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, moving along to um, moving so, along to someone who um, I think I know what he'll be using the Apple Vision Pro for. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So uh, for those of you that are unaware of um, <laughs> the 2019 uh, NBA draft class, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, the first two two picks, you know, it's always been a debate who's better, Zion or Jaw. Um, you know, Jaw's been more available, but Zion has the better play when he's there. Uh, and Jaw recently has been in the news for toting that fang on Instagram Live. Uh, yes, he's, he's he's been seen wielding a gun for those who aren't like aware. he has some sort of like innate genetic desire to just have the blicky on him wherever <laughs> he is, apparently. And he just like, can't. He it's, put it on his story twice, like even after being suspended, he did it again. Like, I swear this is some sort of like thing from Zion's PR team where they did some sort of Pavlovian experiment with John Morant where anytime he sees a phone, he reaches for a gun. That's the yeah. only explanation for why this keeps happening. Honestly. Anyway, so John Morant's going to be suspended for like half of the first, the next season probably. Uh, but everyone was forgetting about our old boy Zion Williamson, who's really only in the news because he gets injured and then he gains a bunch of weight when he's uh, not playing. And then he gets Gumbo back to playing. in New Orleans. Yeah, he's like 285 pounds. And then he comes back and he starts windmill dunking and everyone remembers that he's like a really freaking talented basketball player. Yeah. Recently, Zion released the news, uh, again, just to get ahead of John Morant, who was picked one after him in the draft, uh, that he has had, he's having a kid. Yeah, good for him. Congratulations. So congrats to the big fella. Um, but someone took uh, offense to this, really. Uh, her name is Mariah Mills. I would not recommend looking her up on the internet. Um, you can't. You can. you can. It's you have the right to do that still. 
but boy, oh boy, did she expose this man. Um, Mariah Zion, Mills is a porn star. Yeah, yeah. So Zion had previously been exposed for just having zero game at all at Duke <laughs> for like just like being super corny, which you would totally expect out of Zion. Whatever. Yeah. I, I'm not going to bash the man for going out there and shooting his shot. Right. Sure. Sure. He's a hooper. It's what he does. But oh my gosh, the tweets. So this Mariah Mills uh, individual tweeted about 15 times about this. And the best part is she brought the receipts. Um, I would like to read out some of the more memorable ones of this tirade that she went Mm -hmm. on, Mm -hmm. all of which happened in the span of about two hours. Um, The first of which is a winner. Uh, couldn't even impregnate a real porn star at Zion Williamson. She said, you went to the B team. My man might be an all-star, but he, he went on the bench for that. Is one, he apparently. dating? A, is, is he, is his baby mama a porn star? Apparently. Okay. Or, uh, no, according to Mariah, no, she's not a real porn star. She's a wannabe porn star. She's a wannabe. Not okay. unlike Mariah Mills. She's trying. Uh, yeah. She's putting out uh, just like us. <laughs> We're on the same. We have more in common with Zion's baby mama than I, I care to admit. Um, this was a good one. I hate you dot 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 on God at hashtag not even at hashtag Zion Williamson. Looks like you Ben had a girlfriend and sleeping with other women behind my back. And now she did the at Zion Williamson. You liar. Uh, and then she provided two screenshots of the most common mode of communication between people, Snapchat. Um, where Zion said, bet, I don't have a girlfriend, but if I moved you to New Orleans, would you be cool with that? With like being my official girlfriend? Just asking so I know how to go about the situation with respect. So as he's cheating on the woman that he's having a baby with, um, Mm -hmm. he was respectfully going to move another woman out to New Orleans. Right. Uh, The second screenshot says, when you move, how much do you expect me to pay you a month? But I'm super excited. (laughs) bro he's paying alimony for his side chick (laughs) like oh this man has a 194 million dollar contract and he is down tremendously tremendously (laughs) he's worth like 10 million after this mariah mills yeah um she also then (laughs) Um, said, I warned you about trapping type hoes at Zion Williamson, and you didn't listen to me. I know the game F you, and congrats again with the baby woman pregnant emoji. The bill was too high, so you had to scrap for crumbs when you couldn't see me or I was busy. I don't understand what any of that means. Yeah, I'm actually not too sure, too. I, I don't know how to translate that. Um... Apparently, this woman is also 29. Zion is 22. Okay. All um, right. No, no crime in a little cougar hunting. Yo, Zion. Um, and Mariah is essentially saying, you let her finesse you, which is why I'm angry. She's 29 with an adult child already. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and then just some horrible, heinous things about she let him spit in her mouth. Um, 
Um, bro, Zion, oh. hey, we don't kink shame on the Sanders podcast. Yeah. Zion's yes. a freak, bro. Zion's, Zion's a little weird with that. Uh, and then I think the, the best one uh, from Miss Mariah Mills. Uh, I told you, I told you was going to be the next king next to LeBron. I motivated you. Your baby mama is the reason you gained weight. She's feeling she's the gumbo queen. She's feeling she, too much gumbo. She toxic. I hate this for you. That honestly, at Zion Williamson, you hurt me with all this one. I couldn't sleep last night. So things we know about Zion's baby mama. She's 29 years old. She has an adult child. She makes dummy good food because my man, when he got hurt, he he gained a little. He gained a few LBs. Sure, sure. But he's just bulking so he can get stronger. And he came back just absolutely dominating. Uh, and She's apparently a B a B tier professional in the adult entertainment industry. I mean, it sounds like she's kind of got it made. Sounds like wifey material, honestly. So why do you think that this was handled on Twitter and not privately? <laughs> Is this just a clout maneuver for Mariah? Yeah, because it's like he didn't Zan really didn't do anything illegal. It's not like she can sue him for anything. Yeah. Like morally, this was a poor choice it might just be publicity man isn't that what the adult entertainment industry is based on just like it's true it's marketing yeah do you think zion's ever gonna play another basketball game (laughs) yeah of course bro compared to jaw he's like a fucking a saint (laughs) yeah he's like lebron james next to next to john Morant. I'm telling you right now, we need to get Zion out of New Orleans. Get him to Salt Lake City. Get him to Houston, get him on the brother, jazz. Atlanta. <laughs> Dude, if we if we if Zion went to Atlanta, we may never see him again. <laughs> Here's the thing: James Harden is addicted to strip clubs, and he's found a way to navigate that love and passion. Without letting it affect his bread. And uh, Zion needs to go to the James, that James Harden school. That Lou Will school of plum and pepper. (laughs) Wow. Justice for for the baby mama, honestly. She's just. She's innocent. Catching strays. (laughs) She's innocent in this. And she's someone just attacking her now. For real. She didn't she's do like, shit. Oh. She's like, all right, everything's going well. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with a very successful NBA <laughs> player. Uh, he's got a Mountain Dew contract and a great, almost $200 million with the Pelicans. <laughs> and, and just one day she woke up and you're a B-rate. Like, you <laughs> suck. Like, she's the worst. Like, oh. Welcome back. So this is Icebreaker, where uh, we call someone we know and ask them either a few random questions, have them for a long-form interview, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Today we're doing something kind of in between. We're going to call up uh, someone we know. They, they prefer to stay anonymous, so we're just going to call them Dave for today, just because uh, it's some conspiracy theory level stuff that we're going to be talking about. Uh, so I'm <clears throat> going to pick Dave's brain a bit on uh, the topic of aliens, extraterrestrials. Uh, so let's give him a buzz. Hello. Dave, what is up, man? You are on the Standing Guest Podcast. Thank you for taking the time today. I know you want to stay anonymous because 
We're discussing some uh, conspiratorial stuff today. Uh, you are an alien, extraterrestrial, expert, fanatic, etc. So just just wanted to pick your brain a bit about uh, all the recent happenings. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. <laughs> so uh, recently, I think it was this week, um, there was this whistleblower uh, who used to work for uh, the Department of Defense, I believe. And he basically claimed that the military has hidden classified evidence of intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin. So like spacecraft from another planet uh, and the government's hiding it from us. What do you think about that? Do you think that's valid? Do you think it's, he's just a kook? What do you think? Yeah, look, you know, I think it's an interesting read, interesting points he made. Uh, I think his last name pronounced Grush, David Grush. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's former NGA, he's former intelligence officer, former U.S. Air Force. Definitely has the background and credentials that check out. Um, you know, let's be honest, like, a lot of things are questionable in regards to some of this story. But what, what's interesting to me is the fact that apparently, I, I'm pretty sure he said this. Maybe I got this wrong, but I'm pretty sure that he said the DOD actually signed off on, you know, him coming out and going public with some of this stuff. So that's, first of all, a little strange. Yeah. Um, given that, you know, why is he allowed to come out and say all this, yet supposedly all these people in the past aren't? So that, that gives me a bit of a weird red flag into, you know, why now, why this, why such kind of, to be honest, random claims um, at this point in time. Um, but look, at the same time, you know, if it's 100% true, then, uh, wow, I guess, right? I mean, what, what a time to kind of explore this possibility. Um, you know, obviously, he says, yeah, like, this stuff is not human, and he quote-unquote said spacecraft, but maybe it's not necessarily spacecraft. He, he was kind of, you know, strange about that comment, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, kind of opens up a can of worms, right? Like, if it's not uh, alien, quote-unquote ET, uh, is it somehow human? Yeah. It's human tech, then where did that come from? Where did this technology come from? Or is it, you know, is it potentially still human tech? But it was derived from, you know, an ancient ET or whatever X you want to put there to uh, describe it. I mean, I think I think that's a little more probable at this point. Like, look, unless aliens are just, just this weird kind of, you know, non-communicative, you know, extra-dimensional type of being that doesn't even know how to talk to humans, and that's the reason they haven't landed on the White House by now and just showed themselves to the world. Uh, and really it doesn't make any sense why there's this much of a complex cover-up. I mean, we're talking yeah, about like yeah. 200 plus countries in the world somehow agreeing right. to cover up something like that's not, that's not possible. So I don't think, you know, at the end of the day, like any government really knows what this is. And that's kind of half the issue is like, if there's a quote unquote cover-up, it's because there's no real intelligence on what this stuff is. Um, that being said, like, I think if anything, these things could be probes whether it's AI from a, you know, civilization a million light years away from us or, you know, some kind of just non-manned vehicle that is beyond our conception of reality and thought. We don't understand what it is. We can't understand what it is. You know, maybe we've we've tried to reverse engineer it. um, And that's not what we're seeing. You know, you you saw that uh, crazy looking 
uh, you know, cylinder ball fly through Iraq mm-hmm. in Mosul, I think, video, or maybe it was Syria, I don't remember. Um, you know, first thing that came to mind for that was like, oh, that's totally a, a drone. That's some kind of, you know, whether it's human or not, that's some kind of drone. There's no, I mean, there's something inside of that that's making crazy turns, crazy speeds. Uh, you know, unless these aliens somehow don't reside by physics, <laughs> yeah. there's no way anything could be in that to survive, right? Uh, so again, maybe it's human technology, maybe it's U.S. government technology, because it's interesting, um, you know, there's so many reports in the United States of UFO sightings are always somehow near military bases. There's sightings in the U.K., well, the U.S. has a military base there. There's mm-hmm. sightings in Germany, well, the U.S. has a military base there, right? So, like, <laughs> you, almost, you almost want to point to that, okay, well, it's got to be insanely deep, secret U.S. technology. Right. Maybe, maybe. But if not, then... What is this stuff? How, how are they selling you signing to this stuff? Like, right? Like, we've gone past the point of people being crazy, uh, saying, oh, I saw an alien ship, or oh, I saw a UFO, blah, blah, blah. Like, no one said, thinks that anymore. Like, no, there's definitely signings, there's definitely bizarre videos. Like, the US government has come out and said, like, we invest in UAPs now. Um, so it's either a crazy psyop to divert attention, <laughs> yeah. Really just don't know what we're doing and you know you have to kind of fumble the bag so to speak and say oh well you know here's what we think it is here's what it could be and just kind of divert attention um but look i mean david rush just kind of circle back there like i think it could be interesting i think you know if he's truly a whistleblower that has no ramifications that's been a red flag because how you know again is he allowed to come out and say all this unless this is somehow disclosure um but if it's true then uh, yeah, I hope we see stuff in Congress soon. I hope we see investigations. I hope, you know, the media picks it up and uh, we go from that. So. It doesn't seem like, I mean, the media didn't really pick this up much at all. I think a lot of people were discounting it in the media. I'm not saying they should or shouldn't, um, but I feel like, you know, a lot of media organizations and politicians can lose a lot of credibility with the readerships, their constituencies, because a lot of people think this stuff is kooky and not legit. Um, But to your point, like we had that whole balloon phenomena a few months ago where the government said they don't, and it wasn't, you know, the Chinese spy balloon. There was other like floating, almost balloon-like tech that that they said they couldn't um, figure out the origin of somehow missed it or whatever. right yeah. right so it's like right. the, these things like you say there have been too many instances that uh to to completely dismiss this as um outrageous right do you it feels like there's more momentum recently around like discovering alien or discovering if aliens exist the um like what this alien technology is and figuring it out why do you think there is this recent momentum and do you think any progress will be will come of it yeah i mean i think we're it's just mainly because we're in the information age right like social media has helped so much uh connect the world make it so much smaller uh, you know everyone's able to see what's going on in any part of the world at any given time on their mobile device um that's definitely helped. Um, I think also we're in a new era of science. Uh, we have all mm-hmm. new instruments in space, whether it's satellites, uh, looking deep into other galaxies or, you know, you name it, right? Software for that, for that matter. Uh, with AI, it's super interesting too, because AI is now able to go into previous, you know, say radio beams we, we mm. maybe 
encountered years ago and kind of sift through that data and say, okay, well, was this actually something that's interesting or was it truly just a random star, you know, radio burst or gamma ray, x-ray, whatever. Um, so I think it's interesting because there's a lot of potential things that AI can help us um, pay more attention to, set through quicker, analyze, et cetera. So I just think there's a lot of things that can help um, us potentially look for life um, easier and more mm-hmm. efficiently uh, versus spending so much human resource and time and money on that where it's not as much of a priority, obviously. Um, <clears throat> so I think that's, that's, that's a huge reason, right? Uh, but the other is like, you know, it's, it, yeah, there, there's a weird thing. It's almost like ever since... You know, we, we jumped from pandemics to UFOs and like people are like, oh, like why, you know, it's like one thing to the next, you know, like how are we, how is there always something coming? And I don't really think that's correlated. That's, that's a bit of a silly conspiracy of people just saying like it's the next thing to come, the next wave mm-hmm. of garbage to come. But I, it, it is interesting because, you know, you do look around like, I mean, the, the Chinese balloon obviously was a huge um you know, interesting kind of feat, I would say. You know, I'll be the first to say that, that was nothing. That was, there was no alien right. stuff to do with that. That was purely, um, you know, just China sitting over a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, actually today they actually just said that they're paying Cuba uh, to open up a spy kind of hub, uh, I think. Oh, wow. 100 miles off of the coast of Florida. So, like, that sucks. They're, they're clearly just trying to kind of get closer to us to come on yeah. some military bases. Similar, you know, kind of what we do over that Pacific Rim. Anyways. Right, Taiwan, uh, yeah. So I don't think there's anything alien in regard to that. Um, what's weird is like, you know, yeah, I mean, the, the, the separate objects that were shot over like Alaska and Michigan, like that quickly got swept under the rug, so who knows uh, what that was. Um, I'm sure it was nothing. I don't think, you know, that was necessarily anything. Uh, and let's be honest, like, I mean, if things, these things are easy and they're coming from another galaxy, like, yeah, right, like there's no way we're going to be able to shoot these things down. I mean, right. probably... Right. Like some two seconds. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, you, can, you can ask yourself two things. Like, is this truly a coincidence? Um, is AI having to do something with it? Or, you know, I guess the third would be, uh, is this kind of plan? Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very hesitant to say that there is some deep secreted wing of the government in any, any, any of the world. Again, like, if you, if you work in business or government, you kind of realize how disorganized and dysfunctional a lot of this stuff is. So to yeah. think that there's some yeah. secret group yeah. in a government that's, you know, behind the scenes pulling strings is honestly like a joke. Like there's no way yeah. that's <laughs> happening. Um, so I, I really am hesitant to like say like, oh yeah, like this is all constructed and, you know, going according to plan to like tell the world that, you know, there's aliens or control the world. Like, no, there's no way. Um, empires rise and fall all the time throughout history. So mm-hmm. there's not just one country that's dominating anything at any given time. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, you gotta ask yourself, like, is this coincidence? Um, is this, you know, for a reason if there truly are ETs or AI or extra, you know, dimensional beings, whatever you want to call it, who knows, right? Like, yeah. Is it coincidence or not? Who knows? I think we'll see if there's actually something that comes up, but it is interesting that the U.S. government is now at least acknowledging it and, you know, paying attention, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, I know we're just scratching the surface. I would love to talk more about like the consequences of this. If there are any, if there's any hope for us and our planet, but I know uh, you're out of time. So thank you, Dave, for being on the pod. We appreciate you, and uh, hopefully, we are still alive uh, next time you're on the pod. Great, thanks for having me. Bye. There you have, folks. Aliens.
So on the heels of that, we uh, thought that we should give our own take on aliens. Extraterrestrial life, the phenomena, etc., etc. So, um, I don't know if I'm as gung-ho about my belief in their existence. Well, I believe they exist. I don't know if they've visited Earth. I'm not as confident as Dave is. Yeah, but, unidentified source number one. That's that's right. But Dan, um, do you share Dave's um, beliefs? You know that there might be like that UFOs from other planets, other galaxies potentially uh, that have visited Earth, like uh, recent whistler whistleblowers have said. I waffle on it. I'm probably leaning closer to no. Okay. Um, it's so bizarre because, like, there seems to be a general, like, there's a, it, it is a verifiable fact that there are UAPs, UFOs, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. out there, right? Like, there is video of Obama saying there are things that have been in the sky that move in certain ways that we just can't explain. There, like, there are other government officials, military officers saying, yeah, there's stuff that out there that we had no clue what it was, how it worked, things like that. Now, could that just be very covert, top secret stuff? Sure. It seems like if they're not doing too good of a job keeping it secret. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but we also don't know where it comes from. Where did it go? Uh, so we clearly don't know the sources of it and they're probably fine with us people just being conspiracy theorists about it saying that the aliens are here and that they've been here and all that i don't know i i feel like it's a lot of just high tech drone technology like have you seen like the modern air like fighter craft that is in mass production yeah they're pretty insane it's crazy and that's the stuff they let us see yeah Yeah. like can you imagine what kind of crazy stuff like if russia ever hit the wrong button and like blew up a u.s ship that we would be sending at them (laughs) like i feel like war of the worlds was like just 20 years off of like the technology that we got going on over there but it's like what are we what are we saving this for? Just worst case scenario. Yeah, probably. Or it's probably just incredibly difficult to mass produce this kind of stuff. So they're just using it as kind of like research stuff and experimenting and saying, okay, how fast can we change directions and stuff like that? So the department of defense had this UFO, um, uh, like cataloging, monitoring uh, program. It's called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. This was back in 2017. A whistleblower revealed that, um, like, the the Pentagon was still watching these UFOs, even though they said they canceled the program in 2012. And then there was footage from the Navy that was released that showed a bunch of crazy vehicles whatever moving around at crazy speeds uh that we we can't recognize don't know what they are or where they came from how do you explain that man <laughs> i mean 
it, it is weird that they say they said they shut it down and then yeah oh teehee like did we say that that was a prank yeah that was on april fool's day actually (laughs) that is that is a little a little weird uh i i will give the old tinfoil hats a little (laughs) tip of the tip of the hat on that one yeah Uh, i don't know it just seems so improbable that this actually could be extraterrestrial life of some sort yeah like there's just like a bunch of one-off stories too where I see him like is that are you are you serious right now like there is this school I think in like South Africa where like all these kids reported to see an alien that like landed in their schoolyard and they all like were independently asked questions and they all said the exact same story. It was and actually they- Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> Bro, that's what the government's keeping secret from us. <laughs> seven five demigods for basketball um and then they interviewed all those kids from that school like 25 years later and they all said the same story and like it's still all corroborated perfectly that's kind of insane yeah that is pretty wild um you know it also happened in south africa elon effect that oh that too (laughs) what'd you say elon musk (laughs) true True. That where his parents had like that. A bunch of freaks. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of weird stuff coming out of South Africa. Best thing to come out of there was Invictus. True. That's fucking bad. What a film. What a film. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I guess I'm just kind of wondering, like, one, what they would want from us. Like, if there's if their technology is so advanced that we can't even detect it, then what? technology or anything could they possibly want do they want like our movies do they want invictus like maybe that's it bro where do you think apple got the vision pro from yeah the aliens (laughs) maybe they just want to watch ted lasso like i I don't know they just i don't know (laughs) dude i'm trying to sauce up some aliens on 2k or (laughs) Fortnite or something yeah, bro, they just want to be on our, like, West Coast servers because they're easier. Yeah, literally. They're like, dude, you guys you guys are still on Season 4 of Fortnite? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, they are they just, like, park a, like, a spy balloon by whatever, Cupertino, and then they have access to all of, te- like, the Apple's catalog of videos, and they have West Coast servers for gaming. That's really all the those balloons came down to. What if that was actually the case? So, like, aliens came down here and, like, they were just so intrigued by our, like, culture and stuff. They're like, no, 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 no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. This is, this is kind of, this might be it. This is kind of, this kind of hits. Yeah, we, we, we we communicate exclusively via subconscious neuralinking. You guys get so much crazy (laughs) physical stimulation down here. This is kind of lit. All we have is the weekly glorb. (laughs) You guys have TikTok and succession you guys don't get blucker floralson down here (laughs) yeah he hates the uh he hates the the polka dot people uh oh my god dude i i swear like if any of this stuff is true we're about five years away from seeing an alien hit the sneeze on cnn (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm Bro, trying to see that. So honestly, but like I, I honestly think that culture is the best thing that <clears throat> at least the United States is going for it <laughs> in terms of like the universe. Dude, imagine the aliens come down. They're like, all right, we're gonna watch one film, see if these guys are all right. They just like randomly pick a movie, and it's like District Nine. Just about humans abusing aliens and like, like yo, let's oh. rip these fuckers. They're like, hey, these guys might not be right or like Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> like our best hope for survival is if the aliens come down and see E.T. and they're like, no, these guys are chill. Yeah, that's so real. They, they'd be all right with this. I, mean, I can rock with these guys. Just like, I also don't know like life. what would happen like my thinking if like uh like the the government has detected ufos or has some evidence of alien life is that we have nothing that could possibly defend ourselves against them so we're kind of just waiting until they they obliterate us yeah i i mean if if we do get contacted by an alien species it's we better hope they're friendly because we clearly don't have any technology to stop that. We are not developed enough at all. Or what if we do? What if these technologies are ours? And we've been developing them in Area 51. Because, like, what are what is Area 51 doing all day? They're just, like, watching the sky for aliens? Yeah, man. They're, they, I, I like to think they're developing, like, ray guns. Like, in Call of Duty. That'd be kind of sick. Dude, That'd I'm trying to get some zombies that? with the boys over at Area Pack 51. Pack a punch your AK. <laughs> I'm trying to pack a punch my Vision, my vision Pro. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to pack a punch my fidget spinner, bro. <laughs> like, shoots beams out when you, when you flick it. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever, like, looked at satellite imagery around Area 51? Actually, I've not. It is all bomb craters. Really? The whole area around there is just bomb craters. Hmm. From when they were, like, testing nukes and, like, other stuff. Like, the entire area is a wasteland. Really? That's what they want you to think. Bruh. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) What if it's all just, like, a big digitized camouflage thing? And the aliens are just playing Fortnite out in a camper van. <laughs> Dude, yeah, maybe that's their HQ. Yeah, smart. Remember that like Facebook calendar event where like hundreds of thousands of people were supposed to storm Area 51 and like 30 people showed up? Yeah, 30 up. people showed up and they Naruto ran just kind of around the border a little bit. I really wanted that to happen. That would have been like if like thousands of people actually did try and storm it. That would have been a massacre. <laughs> yeah, well, they do, do you think they'd open fire? Absolutely. <laughs> You're storming a U.S. military top secret establishment. They, t- <laughs> they just start running a train with the ray gun. <laughs> Dude, what would happen is Victor Wembenyama would come out there and just mind blast these fools. Uh, I, I hope I hope we get to see. <clears throat> Just any of this. Honestly, like, I'm ready for futuristic weaponry. Well, maybe I'm not, but I want to see what it looks What do you mean by that? (laughs) Yo, what? 
I just want to like see a ray gun in real life. I think, bro, start running up at Area Fifty One. They'll show you one real quick, dude. Like, it'd be sick. Do you know how terrifying that would be if the U.S. government one day was just like, "All right, we're done messing around." Like, <laughs> this gun right here can disintegrate people from three miles away. Dude, yeah, I mean, that's kind of scary to think about. <laughs> Part of me thinks that maybe we do have crazy stuff like that. And then a much more realistic part of my brain thinks there is no way that we have anyone competent enough in the government to develop this sort of stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. If I was a government agent working at Area 51, I'm just going to collect my pension and hang out in the desert. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what what do you think they do all day? They, it's got to just be uh, just you know how big the military budget is. They're That's probably just saying. they're probably just taking metals and smashing them together and then shooting a big gun at it. Like can this can <laughs> this take a bullet? No. All right, on to the next one. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, but what if we make it thicker? Nope. All right, it, it can't stop a fifty millimeter laser guided bomb. All right, on to the next one. That's just glorified target practice. Yeah. Or maybe they're out there developing new camouflages. Can you see me? Yeah, we, we see you. Dang it. Fuck. All right. Run it back. Run it back. <laughs> All right. Change the green hue by three points. All right. Run it back. Maybe the change orange it. tiger camo wasn't a good choice for for <laughs> the desert. Uh, I'll try another one. Oh, man. It's like they do yeah in my did you ever do it in like microsoft paint where you just used to like draw a bunch of random shapes as a kid and then just fill in random yeah 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 Yeah, they just do that with camouflage all day just different earth shades and see what what clicks there's gonna be one day where they're like oh my gosh i can't see it i can't see you i can't see you oh my oh you did it you freaking did it (laughs) iron me nasa welcome back to cooler talk it's everyone's favorite segment of the show. Nine out of ten dentists recommend that you drink what we drink too. <laughs> uh, on today's episode, uh, Ben and I have some fun ones for you. So Ben, let's let's have you kick it off this week. And for those of you that are unaware of what Cooler Talk is, get a life. Um, but for those of you that for those of you that have a, life, this is the part of the show where Ben and I take a new drink every single week. Sometimes it's the same though. Sometimes, and we give it a three hundred and sixty degree performance evaluation. Ben, who is this week's victim? Yes, it is uh, Elements of Balance. Just uh, parts of it? Not, huh? not the full thing of balance? Just no, elements just, of yeah. it? Just, just one or two parts of it. So it is a plant-based calm drink. So I'm going to be zen as fuck by the end of the segment. It's apple vanilla flavored. What? Oh, that could hit. Okay. no, yeah, no It I... didn't sound great to me, but the others were like focus and energy don't want to apple vanilla though kind of gives me uh apple pie vibes with a little okay it's clinically effect it has clinically effective levels of adaptogens don't know what that is at all (laughs) um just made it up bro it has holy basil (laughs) shout out magna carta holy Holy Basil. basil dude what what a callback it has wild green oat and lavender. Okay. Give it a guess. I prefer domestic oat. You prefer what? 
domesticated oats <laughs> instead of wild okay. oats. Uh, pretty much nothing. Just 10, 10 milligrams of sodium, one carb. I forgot a smell test. I was about to say. Smells like apples. <laughs> this is the hard-hitting content the people. <laughs> um, that was Ben's third swig, by the way, so he's gotten a full palate full. Uh, Here goes number four. It's all right. Astounding. <laughs> all right, you're up. <laughs> Fifth swig. No, it kind of tastes like if you mixed, um, if you just put like a little bit of apple juice in a pina colada. But it's, but like, it's not as good as either. All right, barkeep, let me get a pina colada, dash a dash of Mott's, <laughs> Mott's apple juice in there. It's all right. It's not sparkling, which I kind of like, kind of over sparkling drinks. Yeah. I'll just give it a six eight. No, yeah, six eight. Yeah, six eight. Wow. Six, okay, eight. so not, not, not that bad. Not that bad. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Uh, I guess it's on to me then. Uh, this week we're trying once again another uh, another flavor of liquid death. Um, if you remember, I think two episodes, two or three episodes ago, I tried the Armless Palmer. It's the new tea line from Liquid Death mm-hmm. today. Similar to if you rush Area 51, rest in peach. Um, It's iced tea, agave, and vitamins. Ben's was a calming drink. Mine, however, has 30 milligrams of caffeine. So this is like sniffing a coffee. Damn. Um, This one does include six grams of added sugar to give it a little extra sweetness for you. Uh, But I'm sure as heck getting my 100% daily value of vitamin B6 and 12. Once again, 19 ounces, 30 calories a can, a steal. There it is. Um, very peachy smell. Peachy. Very peachy. That's because it's rest in peach flavored. That's right. <clears throat> this kind of, it's not, okay, hear me out. You know peach rings, like the candy? Yeah, yeah. It smells like that, but minus like an acidity or like the sharpness mm-hmm. of that. Okay. But very, very strong peach smell here. More potent than the arm, armless Palmer in flavor. Okay. This is also a tea, you said? Yes, this is iced tea, agave, and vitamins. <clears throat> this one's pretty good. This one's pretty good. Is it like subtle? It's, subtle it's, it's more than subtle, I would say. It's it's present. Okay. Um, it's, an, it's an active <laughs> flavor, if you will. It's, uh-huh. it's not, oh, yeah, this is kind of like a, a lemony tea-ish uh, yeah. essence. This is, yeah, no, this is a peach tea. On a scale of one to Arizona iced tea. Uh, we're still only at like a four and a half. Okay. okay. But it, nonetheless, still a strong flavor profile. Um, I think this is pretty good. I'm, I'm willing to throw this one a, a seven, five. Seven, five. Wow. That's good. This one's good. All right, ladies and germs, welcome back to segment three of the Standing Desk Podcast, where uh, if you remember, for the longtime fans of the show, that Ben and I did a buy, sell, and hold analysis on fall fashion trends. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're back and better than ever, baby. It's summertime. It's time to bring out your clothes, folks, your lightweight <laughs> ones, for the, and get ready for the sun, because boy, oh boy, is it here. Your so, shorts, your skirts, your... Shirts, yeah. 
your, your bro tanks, uh, your sandalias, whatever they might be, it's time to rock them. Ben and I are going to say if we buy uh, or if we're, we're, we're all about the trend, if we're selling, if we're just not about it, or if we're holding, if we're cautiously optimistic about it, but we're not quite ready to invest in the trend. So with that being I've not said, seen the list, so sorry if it's not exhaustive. <laughs> uh, correct. I have, I, I, I have one. Yeah, which has never gone right for anybody. Um, today we're referring to Men's Flare magazine. Men's Flare? Men's Flare. Okay. Uh, so this is going to be steezy, guaranteed. Uh, can't shout say men- familiar, but okay. Shout out mensflare.com. Okay. Um, we're starting off with a heater. Uh, the Cuban collar or camp collar shirts. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you that are unfamiliar, it's just a slight variation of your typical uh, button up short sleeve shirt. It just has a more open collar style. Uh, a little Almost more makes like a V neck, a V sort of pattern. I like that. It's the V neck of button ups. Yeah. Um, not in a bad way. That It's better than that. Yeah, it's um, better than a V neck. You've seen them. Um, You've seen him. Um, I so I always wanted to be into camp collars. I think you have a camp collar. Uh, I got a camp collar off a resale website. I didn't like it. I tried to return it, and I guess it was final sale. So now I'm trying to sell it to some some other boat. Some chump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's just not for me. I don't so, know. So you quite literally bought. Uh, held and then sold. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's not for me. I don't. <clears throat> it's not really my vibe. I I'm more of a standard button up, traditional collar kind of person. Um, but they are nice and breezy for summer. It's frankly, it's kind of all I see in terms of short sleeve button ups these days. Like these are the only offerings. Um, I think these are really hot. Past couple of years, and now every single brand has kind of caught up and realized like this is what we need to be doing. And I, so I feel like it, the trend is kind of out the window, but I think it's still fine. So I will hold on a universal love scale. Okay, what are your I, thoughts? I'm, I feel like you're a camp collar guy. I'm I'm currently in the buy phase of the camp collar. Yeah. I, I think it's a welcome addition to anybody's wardrobe. It's good. It's breezy. It's yeah. It, it toes the line between casual and slightly elevated. It does, um, yeah. I agree. I, it makes it a little more dynamic than your your basic t-shirt. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on buy mode for the, the camp collar. Cool. I'm with that. It's got to uh, be the right camp collar, I will say. That, there, no, are good, 100%. there are good camp collars and there are bad camp collars, and it's a very fine line. Very yeah, that, fine line. That is very true. I like the more elevated basics. Um, nothing too wonky or out there. You know what I kind of fuck with is a long sleeve camp collar. That shit. I was actually, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, I was actually just looking at, I think Kith is dropping one in their latest collection or dropped one of their latest collection. That was, that's actually pretty nice. There it is. But there you go. Shout out Kith. Uh, the next one, leather sandals. Uh, the examples given were the Birkenstock, Arizona. Okay. Um, the APC Brown Alley Sandals and the Grenson Florin Grained Leather Sandals. All very similar to the Birkenstock Arizona. They're just like the two straps. The two strap toe. top. There is one that does have a heel strap that goes around the back as mm. well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> it's not from, I mean, 
there's so many kinds of sandals now. I guess if we want to go with this specific one, it's not for me. I like two strap sandals better on women. I think they look better on women. Guys, it's a little harder to pull off. Uh, I know we're both fans of the Boston, which is like a clog or mule, where it's like just a closed toed. <clears throat> um, one thing that I've seen that's coming back is fisherman sandals. Have you seen that shit? Fisherman shit. It's like a fisherman <laughs> sandal. Uh, that's like <clears throat> making a making a wave. Interesting. Uh huh. So I, I personally agree. cannot see myself wearing them, but I do get the appeal because it's I would like. Agree. It's like it's it's like the next evolution of a clog or a meal. Yeah, it's you know. just strappier. Yeah, and it's like a little breezier. So with that being said, I am selling the two strap sandal. Yeah, I I'm I'm somewhere in between hold and sell. Um, I can see niche use cases for it, but on a holistic level, I think I'm on the sell. I, I think I'll ride the sell train. Okay. Now, questions for you. Do you think the Birkenstock Boston clog is still dynamic enough to use as a summer shoe? 100%. I do. There you go. Do you wear it with shorts? Yeah. yeah. Now, are, you, the, are, you, are you team I was... socks or no socks with the Boston? I do both. <laughs> I think you can wear them with He does whatever. it all. He does, does it all. I can think you can wear them with whatever. I mean, <clears throat> maybe, I don't know. Socks is, I think if you're wearing socks with your sandals that's got to be more of like a <clears throat> quick grocery store bodega around if you're by a place with bodegas bodega. <laughs> i don't think that's like you're hitting the town and you're right boston's in socks but yeah it's a dynamic shoe shadow Birkenstock. stock yeah yeah all right um so this next one i guess we probably should have done adjacent to the camp collar but just the we'll, we'll kind of go a step above this says linen shirts. I'm just going to go the material linen in general. Mm. Okay. Uh, I love it. I I mean, it's lightweight. I think it's like a nice different material to mix it up, you know, just different than like a cotton. It's more breathable. I think like linen suits are really cool. I can't like afford a good one, but yep. those like intrigue me. I think you said you just bought a pair of linen shorts, right? Yep, I, I I am delving into the l- world of linen. Uh, are you happy with them? I am very happy with my linen shorts. Oh, yeah. They are very comfortable. They're lightweight. Uh, they're they're everything you could ever hope for in a pair of shorts. I, I went a little risky and I went with the five inch inseam, but Damn. They, they actually worked out pretty well. So Showing the leg. Let's go, dude. Skies out, thighs out, baby. I don't right. squat for nothing. I respect it. I respect it. Are they like a khaki color? Uh, they're a... Let's call it somewhere in between a dark gray and a brown. Okay. 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 Hell yeah. Big fan. Big big buy on linen for the. For yeah, I'm buy, yeah, I'm buy too. Yeah, I, I as a sweaty guy, I'm really. I, I like me some breathable material. <laughs> uh, here's one: drawstring trousers. I've been seeing a lot Wait. of these, whether they're linen, whether they're just a, a chino. Um, a lot of different brands, the bonobos of the world, shout out to the Standing Desk Book Club. <laughs> um, the, I mean, just pretty much everyone and their mother has some sort of drawstring pantaloon at this Pant point. Pant, it's got to be pant, no shorts. Pants, no shorts. Trousers, if you will. I guess it's fine. I don't really like, I guess if you take your shirt off, 
that are you wear your shirt unbuttoned then people can see that you're a little more casual <laughs> otherwise like how would people know you're wearing drawstring trousers right yeah 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 <laughs> and i guess they're like easier to put on like from from a pure aesthetic uh point of view i think like if you're going to the beach that's a cool move uh you know i think that's like just more casual than wearing a pair of chinos yeah with belt loops and the comfiness thing i guess is a factor otherwise i don't i don't really get the difference so i guess i'm a hold yeah i'm, I'm hold on these as well um yeah i think just the appeal is that they're more lightweight summery i guess i, okay. I, I don't know it's pants like <laughs> you lose like that extra Tenth of a pound of, of belt loop weight. Yeah, so shout out to <laughs> and shout the out, I guess. Uh, good for them. Um, next one on here is I think the least controversial call of all time: canvas sneakers. The examples that were given were the Chuck Taylor All Star. Oh, you mean one of the most classic shoes of all time? Yeah, uh, I would personally throw in the Vans Classic Lows. as a similar canvas sneaker to what they're displaying on the screen right now. I don't see any uh, Rick Owens on here, but, you know. Are they low chuck? Low chuck? Uh, Yes, these are all low top canvas sneakers that they're showing. Okay, so low top canvas sneakers. I mean, obviously, that's it's just classic look. Yeah, that's the stupidest take of all time. (laughs) That's like buying into like an S&P 500 index. (laughs) Uh, yeah, a little risky on oh, this. Yeah, risk one. taker. Yeah, whoa. I'm trying to think of how we can make this spicier. Um, well, here, here's one that I, I, I do want your opinion on. That I'm a little more opinionated on the loafer. I mean, I love loafers. I'm, I'm a loafer fan. I, it's hard. I found it hard to wear with shorts. I think they're a lot easier to wear with just pants. <clears throat> uh, I think they just. I don't know. You just my legs just feel so exposed when I'm just wearing loafers, loafers and shorts and shorts. And I don't know why, but it's somehow different than wearing mules with shorts. I don't I know agree. what that is. I, I think loafers have a traditionally business casual context, yeah, or yeah. elevated context. I don't think it's my personal opinion is it is not possible to casually wear loafers. You are always going to be at a slightly elevated okay. stature than your casual. Even if you have like a wood, like a, uh, just like a wood sole or like a crepe sole where it's not black or anything. It's just the straight up like light brown. Uh, I'd say even then the inherent shoe design and aesthetic is always going to be elevated. Yeah, there's something about how it's like kind of angular, you know, where like a, yeah. a mule is rounded and obviously like sneakers are, most sneakers are rounded. There's something about how it's just a little bit pointier that makes it a little more formal and a little more off. But I want to be it's more a, into it. I think it's the combo of that and your typical loafer has a slightly elevated heel as well. Yeah, I think that I, there are the flat loafers, of course, which I think sometimes stray into 2012 Sperry territory boat shoe (laughs) almost aesthetic yeah but I I the hard part for me is I do not know in which what situation I would ever wear loafers 
Spiries are an interesting point because, like, I have seen, like, Spiries with the lug sole, kind of that heavier, like, more rugged sole pop up more. Um, and I want to be into them so badly. I think I even got a pair, and I just, I just, it's, there's something about boat shoes that I'm just, like, allergic to now. After, like, you know, 2012 wearing... <laughs> Nike elites with Sperry's and uh, they're just like associated with prep now. I feel like yep. it's just kind of weird if you're not on a boat or you're not like some really cool dude from like Brooklyn or Queens. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, I can see that. Would you uh, ever wear boat shoes? I just, no, no. I don't think they're my aesthetic at all. Yeah, <clears throat> that's fair. No, I'm not necessarily going to knock them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now this 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 final one on the list here, before we maybe throw our own things out there, is something I want your opinion on. Terry cloth. For mm-hmm. those of you that are unfamiliar with terry cloth, it's pretty much like wearing a towel. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts on terry cloth? Um I have some terry cloth sweatpants which obviously are not good for summer. Uh, I guess it's, I, I, I just think of those like polo Ralph Lauren, Terry polos that you would find at like consignment stores. And we would always say, oh, that's kind of funny. But then we'd obviously never buy it. <laughs> or did, did you have one? No. Yeah, yeah. We always just like thought about it and thought it'd be like funny to have a towel shirt. I just don't really get it. <laughs> You're not soaking wet. Like, why are you wearing a towel? <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever had a beach towel and used it. And I was like, wow, I wish this could be attached to my body all day long. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm buying the wrong towels. I it's don't also know. like warm. You're going to sweat. Well, I guess if I mean, you're it's sweating just a lot. Absorb it. Yeah. Soak up all the sweat. It's like a, it's a recursive issue because it's so hot. <laughs> yeah. Like I've never wrapped myself in a towel because I was cold. <laughs> you're gonna like, dive deep. Yeah, literally. Like if you're trying to go on a cut, get that terry cloth. Yeah. Get the, get the terry cloth tracksuit. <laughs> and you're gonna be looking like a different person by the end of the week. <laughs> you're be looking like Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, you're gonna be shredded or deaded. Nowhere <laughs> in between. One or the other. Uh-huh. I'm sell. I'm a hard sell on Terry. Yeah, I, I'm obviously sell. That's on the list as a trend. Yeah. Interesting. It's like the anti-linen. I don't want towel anywhere in the description of my shirt. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's weird. Or I like mean, sh- the, even shorts. That's just going to be so hot. I mean, like French Terry shorts where the towel is on the the inside, which is like most sweat shorts. That's hot enough. They're sweat shorts. Yeah. French Terry's doubling up, or Terry's doubling up. That's bold. That's that's um, someone that's like, I appreciate good towels. Like, I'm a Martha Stewart fanboy. <laughs> I don't know. To me, that's the equivalent of wearing styrofoam. I can't do it. Where? <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh... Okay, what do you think about <clears throat> wife pleasers? 
So Ben and I were talking about this, I think a little bit before the, Oh, and I think we should pair this with the, the crochet or knit shirt. That's right. The, the, the mildly transparent uh, outerwear, if you mm-hmm. will, layers mm-hmm. for men. Here, here's, I think the issue that Ben and I both face. I think the aesthetic is cool. I don't think I personally could ever pull it off. And I'm scared to try. <laughs> and terror, that is, I mean, because most crocheted shirts are going to run you 60, 60 bucks at least. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to purchase the wife pleaser tank. I'm like scared to see myself in a wife pleaser. <laughs> Something about it. It's just like, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever worn one. I just feel like some people can pull it off and some people can't. Here's an and example. That's fine. Devin Bucker, uh, he has worn one <clears throat> over jackets and blazers, and he looks sick as fuck. He is the steeziest man alive. Chris Paul, in the same tunnel, same lighting, etc., has worn a wife pleaser and a rib tank, and he looks weird. <laughs> it just sums off. He looks better wearing a t-shirt. That's and what so I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's Steez. I guess. He, I guess he ain't yeah. got it like that. I guess the banana boat crew, not not the rib tank gang. That's why we waved him. He couldn't pull off a rib tank. <laughs> yeah, we saw him like, sorry, buddy, it's not. It's not for you. <laughs> the rib tank only team. Okay, so yeah, are you buying, selling, or holding? Good in a rib tank. <laughs> are you buying, selling, or holding? Uh, I'm buying. I'm buying. Okay. I, I'm gonna buy it, even though it's not for me. Okay, that's fair. What about regular tanks? So this was like your 2012, 2013 days where you would wear a uh, main command tank. I think yeah. that's a bit uh, of a pejorative, which is rude. Cause like it was just a breezy tank top. Yeah, it was just uh, loose, loose wear. I, yeah, so I feel like they got a bad reputation, but I, yeah. if we're wearing rib tank tops, then what's the difference of just a cotton tank top? I think, well, typically the rib tank is going to be an undershirt of some sort. And the tank is the the mank, if you will, is meant to be a solo piece that you wear. I see nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. Am I going to be wearing tanks much more nowadays? Probably not. I'm calling my shot. I think we're due for a resurgence of man tanks. I like it. I I think it's coming. I think it's coming within the next two years. Don't get it twisted. I got nothing wrong with it. Bring bring them on. But I think my days of wearing the tank, and unless I somehow get down to like four percent body fat, I don't. Bro, think oh my! Stop body shaming yourself, bro. Like that is the only situation in which I'm like, I need to. Sh- this needs to be on my body so people can see what I have done. Okay. Otherwise, it's, I feel uncomfortable in it now. I feel I like see. I'm showing too much skin. Yeah, I, I do get that. I do get that. That's all I got. That's it. That's our summer fashion report. Um, like it, love it, leave it. Let us know what things you're wearing this summer, please. And we'll see you next week.